made mistakes on on uh, you know with our, our our snap and we had third and one you know and that's a two down territory thing for me to go forward on fourth if we don't get it on first down on on the third down so uh, the the lack of scoring touchdowns early hurt us but um, I, I I know we've made mistake we made some mistakes but you have to give credit to Utah they're a really good team that defense is sound they made some big plays they they gave some different looks and um, they they were able to control a line of scrimmage you know and, and so. I think Kyle said that this was one of his best defenses they have, uh, and I saw, I saw it, and I, I, I believe them. And so I think they're a great bunch and great group of uh, talent on that team, and I think they're going to they're gonna make some noise. It looked like Zach was maybe trying to force things, maybe trying to do a little too much. Yeah. What do you say to him after that? Um, I think a, there's a, quite a few guys that were trying to do that, make, make the play themselves. It, it, it's... Um, Thought we did some good things in early in the run game and controlling Moss a little bit and making it hard for him. He's a he's a special back, you know. And and um, but uh, guys trying to make the play themselves and being undisciplined. And uh, it wasn't just Zach. There were others that were doing that in this game. And and uh, you know we we pride ourselves in everyone doing their one eleventh, and that didn't happen. So uh, obviously Zach made some mistakes, and he'd like to take some of those back. And um, I want him to stay aggressive and. Uh, you know, I believe in him, and so we'll just keep working. Um, proud of the energy and the excitement our guys brought to the field, but um, you know, we, we failed to play a full 60 minutes and and made way too many mistakes. And and I, I, I'm just I'm just excited to move on to the next one and learn from this and get going and prep for Tennessee. Tyson Williams with just seven carries was that just the course of the game, or would you like to see that get more? Yeah, I think the the problem was um, just uh, not able to sustain drives, really. You know, and and, and I, I thought I'm looking at the, the stats here and um, just just the, the issues, and the penalties, and things that were were putting us in bad position. Um, I, I don't. It, it's one of those things that we have to watch a little bit on film to see what we can do to get get the uh, get more points on the board. But at the same time, I I, I don't want to take away any anything from that Utah defense. They did some really good things, you know. So. Uh, they they made things really difficult for us, and uh, we were able to get some chunk yards in the run game and everything like that. But I think for the most part, they played really sound defense in the run game, and uh, we we thought you know we saw some things that we could really help us out in the pass game, and we we'll just keep working. You know, I I, I don't I think uh, as, after we watch film, we'll be able to evaluate a little bit more, but I'll probably have more answers for you next week. How did you spend the way? You're down at that point, nine minutes left in the game. Yeah, we just well we had our guys dry off and get ready for the last nine minutes, you know, and we kind of wait, we're waiting for the time, and I thought it was a good time to get a good break, and, and trying to get our guys um, amped up for the game for the rest of the, the fourth quarter, uh, and then when we took the field, that last drive was just Utah um, really putting their, their foot down and, and trying to you know, force feed Zach Moss, and he did a, an amazing job of running that ball, so their whole line and, and, and uh, and the backs and the tight ends that blocked for them did a great job at, at pushing the line of scrimmage, and and they just drove down the field and really didn't give us a chance to even get the ball back. And so that was a little disappointing from our defense. But I, like I said, I think offensively that uh, Utah just were ready to do that. They were in four minute mode right from the right from the beginning of the nine minutes. Well, I need that you guys plotted, prepared for this game for eight months. Mm-hmm. Just how disappointing is it that you just fell short? 
Well, it is disappointing, but I'm gonna have to tell you that that our our um, I don't think things went as well as we wanted to in this game, but the sense of urgency and the the, the fact that our players were prepared and getting ready for this game, um, we knew that Utah was going to be a great opponent. Uh, I still think that that has a lot of carryover in our preparation. We just need to trust our preparation more and 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 focus and uh, execute better, you know. But um, like I said, I the the problem is that Utah is a really good team and that we didn't really help ourselves with some of the mistakes that we made, that we're not really seen there in, in camp. And so, um, but you have to give them credit for the stuff that they were able to, to impose on us, you know. Um, but I still believe that there's a lot of good things that came from getting ready for a, a, a great opponent like Utah. And, um, you know, we, we're going to learn some lessons from this and, and try to answer back. And, and uh, we'll have to get back to, you know, take it out on Tennessee next week. And so we're take some time to, to get ready to work tomorrow. And, and, and um, it's the only way to, f- to face this is to work hard and, and do even more to get ready for the next game. Last few questions. Do you think uh, with how this rivalry has gone over the last decade, is there a different level of respect maybe um, on each side? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, we pride ourselves on playing with sportsmanship, you know, and I was proud of our guys, the way they played this game, clean game. Um, I thought uh, Utah did the same thing. You know, it was a, it was a good, hard-fought, clean game. And um, I think there's a lot of respect on both sides. I think there's the crossover and the friendships. And, you, you know, we know a lot of guys on that team, and they're friends with ours. And so, um, you know, it's a competitive game and a competitive series, but... Um, just disappointed that didn't go the way we wanted, you know. But I, again, uh, now we'll see what we're made out of. How do you close the gap? I mean, again, competitive, but not being able to deliver the home year after year. Mm-hmm. What's what's got to change? Well, the, the biggest issue would be for us to to get better at taking care of the football. That would be one thing. I, I think if you look at the last decade, um, it, turnovers have been the, the issue, you know. So um, just just errors were the ones that we really can't judge it if we've given up 14 uh, two touchdowns on pick sixes and and fumbling a ball in the red zone and giving the, the a, a great team like Utah those those uh shortcuts to the field you know so um yeah we just have to keep working on it we have to keep working and um I believe in these guys I believe in our quarterback I believe in our team and uh we just have to get better performances than this I thought mindset wise we we're ready to go um, just didn't go the way we wanted. So we're going to go back to the drawing board, watch film, evaluate, and get better. And like I said, we have uh, more games left to go and then focus on Tennessee now. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. Back at LaBelle Edwards Stadium at halftime, still a ball game, 9-6 to six, Utah led BYU. Interestingly, that in the, uh, in the first half, BYU had a possession time edge of a little more than four minutes, so BYU plus four at the break, and BYU ends up minus, uh, 12, po- minus 12 minutes. So a 16-minute differential in the uh, second half, 23-7, to seven, the minutes of pose- possession time for Utah over BYU after halftime, an entire reversal of fortune. And so for a second straight year, Riley Nelson, the second half has truly belonged to Utah, and that's how the Utes have taken either a deficit last year at halftime or a close game at halftime this time around, and turned it into uh, kind of going away, as they did here tonight. Just dominating on the field, possession time and yardage, and uh, coming away with a comfortable win. BYU players, we heard talk about how they, they hoped to get back on the field after 
the lightning delay on offense. It never happened. Utah's final drive was the final 9-19 of the clock, 14 plays, 68 yards, and every single play in that drive was a rush. Now, granted, most of the plays were clock killers getting to the end. That said, they just ground out the Cougars at the end. Yeah, the you mentioned the game gets away in both second half, but in very different fashions. One was a very energetic and a flurry of scoring plays to overcome a deficit, and in this one it was kind of... Uh, you know, a boa constrictor where they yeah. wrapped BYU up and then they just squoze, squoze, squoze until they held the ball for the last nine minutes and 19 seconds. That was a statement made by Utah coach Whittingham and uh, and their program that uh, they can physically assert themselves in this rivalry. And something that uh, despite the turnovers and his, uh, those may have lost us the games, but perhaps the most disheartening element is a team is able to kind of take you up and down the field at will um, by running the ball only. Well, Utah, in winning its its ninth in a row, uh, does so using some commonalities, uh, that is, scoring defensive touchdowns. Um, but one of the other commonalities we don't maybe talk enough about with Utah is they don't turn the ball over. That's another zero turnover game for Utah in this rivalry. Yeah, and we it, it is absolutely baffling because uh, we talk about we give the ball up, we give the ball up, we give the ball up. Well, what are they doing that they don't give the ball up? And then what are we not doing that we can't seem to turn the ball over? So uh, I know it's a big emphasis within their program, but I also know it's a big emphasis within BYU's program. But we we have to figure a way out. As I look at the players objectively and I see the one-on-one matchups that happen on the field, within the 11-on-11 context, I don't see vast differences in explosiveness or size or quickness. Uh, There has to be some kind of, whether it's scheme, whether it's a mentality, whether it's you know, the way they practice that allows to produce for this result because it's gone beyond luck. It's been, it's far too consistent over far too long of time to attribute it to anything like that. They're doing something that uh, it would probably bode BYU, BYU, behoove BYU to incorporate into their program as well. And and, and uh, to, to flip it a little bit, uh, and by the way, there was a time uh, where Utah played three consecutive rivalry games without a turnover, uh, 2012, 2013, 2015 in the bowl game. Then the very next game BYU played Utah, Utah turned it over six times, and still it didn't turn out in BYU's favor. So <laughs> right. BYU loses it in painful ways, some when Utah doesn't turn it over at all, and some on those rare occasions when they actually do give you opportunity after opportunity, and it's still not enough. That's why it's an infuriating... Um, or, or uh, a frustrating series to have to, to, to narrate only in that there's not one thing you can look at and say, well, if we just do this. Well, sure, you'd, you'd, you'd like you to turn the ball over. You'd like you to turn the ball over more than zero times. But even when they do six, what do you do with it? You know, and you, right. don't, you don't win that game. Right. Um, sure, you never led tonight at all, but you also led by 20 points last year. And what did you do with it? So right. it, BYU can't win. Uh, they, they, they've covered every possible scenario and never come up with a positive result. That's what makes it tougher, is that year to year, the weight of it increases because you've done it in different ways. There are some constancies, but there are some things where you just point to and go, well, if we just do this, but that doesn't work. If you just do this, well, that doesn't work. That's where it's really trouble. And so if you look at these losses BYU's had to, BYU, BYU's had to Utah, one, two, three, four, 
five now, five of the nine have been either zero or one turnover for Utah, and BYU's never been positive except in the one occasion when Utah did it six times and BYU turned it over three and still fell short in that one. So there's not a lot you can really hang your hat on right now, and that's maybe right. the frustrating thing. Yeah, no question. It's like I said, I, I think turnovers are a, or like I have said, I think turnovers are a product of people trying to do more than what's required of them, and so they expose themselves to uh, to something negative happening. At some point, BYU's got to let go of this self-imposed pressure and just play loose. I, at this point, it's our only it's our only chance because we continue to come in here and oh, it's going to be a close game and it's going to come down to one or two plays and all these things. I, and it's easier said than done, but BYU needs to enter this game with a blank slate, realizing that truly now at this point there is nothing more to lose. I mean, to go O for an entire decade is about as bleak as it gets, and so you might as well come out freewheeling loose and and swinging rather than tentative tight and overextending yourself and and try that and see what happens there. Uh, just uh, to to tail off the, the turnover comment, um, BYU was plus in one of the years, and that was the year where Utah turned it over six times. But in the other games, it's, it's, it's mostly minus, right? Minus one, minus five, minus two, minus one, minus five, minus one tonight, minus three. So... That's, that's the one thing that if you flipped it around consistently, you'd say we're going to give ourselves a better shot. It's just too many minuses and just the one plus in those nine losses. And, and tonight, I guess, uh, it, it underscores what we talked about. We'll bring it up with Kalani as he pops on the headset. It's that turnovers are one thing. Turnovers deep in your own zone are another thing. And then pick sixes are yet another. And that's where Utah's been able to do a lot of damage in the last number of years against BYU. Kalani Sitake now joining us here on the headset as the Cougar post-game coaches show uh, starts up from the broadcast booth here in Provo. Kalani, tough one tonight, and, and never one you would have seen uh, finishing the way it did, especially when it was a 6-6, 9-6 game in the first half. Yeah, just uh, you know, disappointed. Uh, hit it on the head there when you're talking about turnovers, so it's, it's interesting just walked up into this when we're talking about turnovers, and that seems to be, I mentioned the press conference, that so that's kind of been the issue in this last decade. So uh, the fact that it was turnovers and in bad field position, um, just way too many miscues and too many mistakes um, against a great opponent. And they're, they're a really good team, and I don't want to take anything away from them. Because I think the thing to say is, well, we made some mistakes, but we're really not going to have it. I mean, it was a competitive game until the mistakes were just compiling on us. And, and uh, that's my fault. I'm the head coach. i got to get that fixed. And, and uh, you know, we... Um, I was on the other side. I was at Utah. That's what we pride ourselves on: is trying to create turnovers, trying to disrupt passing, and we couldn't do any of that stuff. And that was frustrating. So, um, just excited to go back to work. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get on this right away. I know Zach feels horrible, and he, he's gonna want to work right now. So, I'm sure we'll text each other and get watching the film. You guys wanted a tone setter on the first drive. You had a fourth and four, and there was uh, very little hesitation about what you wanted to do there. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I think the the throw was the right throw. It was just out of bounds, you know, so, um, you know, stay aggressive. I want us to stay aggressive. Um, you know, I, I just I, I want to watch the field, but I want to, I want to break off this down because I think we had some opportunities get the ball downfield on offense, and we failed to do that, and I thought, um, you know, it's, uh, 
he, he, you know, I, I don't want to pick on Zach, but he didn't play as well as I thought he would, and we've got to find a way to make it work so he can he can be efficient and, and have an effect in the game. Coach, while you can learn a lot from adversity and all of the negative things that happen in this game, you still need to pull out positives and things that you can build on. So my question for you, if 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 you can, I know it's tough at this time when you're still, uh, you know, processing the emotions of a loss. But what things surprised you, or did you learn about your team tonight, that were positive things that you weren't able to learn over the course of camp? Well, I mean, I thought I thought uh, the energy was there. Our guys were excited. You know, um, just just have to be able to play a complete game. And, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, Utah showed their, their experience uh, with their quarterback and, and with the running back. I thought that I was really impressed with their experience, and we, we lacked that. So we lacked uh, poise and control. And like I said, I think, you know, I'm not making excuses. That's my job. <laughs> I'm the head coach. i got to find a way to get these guys so that they're, they're executing at a higher level. Not making mistakes and not taking um, some uh, ill-advised chances, you know, and, and risks. And so uh, we did that on, on not just I'm not picking on the offense and Zach, but we did that on defense too. Guys losing control, losing the edge, uh, being undisciplined with uh, contain and trying to get underneath blocks and trying to make t- plays himself when it's not theirs to be made. And um, you know that that's we've got to fix that and and. Uh, when when t- things get rough and the adversity hits, is when you really got to go back to the basics and just do your job. And I think you can. Every coach can say that, and that's when you can you can really find out if the guys are, are you know are um, doing the right thing from the beginning, and, and that they should fall back to the basics and, and, and just doing their, their responsibility. We fail to do that, and, and I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can pick apart. I'm going to pick every little thing apart because. Uh, we have to be better than this. This is, this is not how we should be playing. And um, with the mistakes, I, I, I do, you know, right. I, I think the guys play hard. That that's that's nothing. That's that's a BYU way. You just play hard. It's nothing I did here, but to get these guys to go, these guys are, are they'll they'll do do what we ask them to, and um, we just need to ask them to play more discipline. And, and you know, I'm looking at I'm thinking defensively. We made some really bad decisions, you know, the third and forever, and getting a face mask because we didn't even have to touch the guy. Should have just escorted. Walked him out of bounds. I use the same word. I use the same word. Yep. You know, we were calling it the whole time to be smart. We've been in those situations. We practiced that same situation over and over again, and uh, it was undisciplined play. I, I don't know who it was, uh, defensive back, but I probably have to look and see if he was the one, the same one that made got the penalties in the red zone and got him on the one yard line. So, uh, so, so, Coach, not, yeah. n- not to pile on, it was D'Angelo. He was a sophomore. Zach's a sophomore. Da- there was a, a period, you know, Z- Z- Dax took a kick about eight yards deep, came out, got tackled inside the 15. That's what I was going to ask. How much of this can be attributed to a core? Because one of the exciting things about this program is the core of young players. But also what showed in a in a game like this was, they were pressing, trying to do too much, and it rarely, against, especially against a solid football program, that rarely um, pays off for you. So um, I, I guess it's I guess it's live and learn. But it, with this young core, are these guys 
I, I, you, and you said you believe in this team, but I imagine these guys are going to learn from this. And while we may have saw the, these guys pressing and making those mistakes in week one, it should diminish as we go to week two, three, and eventually vanish over the course of the season. Well, it comes to a point where um, they better learn or else they won't be on the field. Yeah. And if they continue to be on the field and continue to make these mistakes, I don't want to lead by fear or make any statements, but I, I will say that the team deserves better than that. Right. And so any bad decisions from everyone, from the coaches, myself, um, play callers, the uh, you know every decision that's made on, on special teams, defense and offense, has to have an accountability to it. So as we look through the film, we're going to have to call these guys out. And um, you know, D'Angelo made mistakes, and why was he even in the game to make another one? And yeah. So, and then I hate to pick on the kid like that, but. The game, the, the the game belongs to the team, to the fans, and to everyone. And, and it's too important for guys to keep continuing to make mistakes. And um, there's two ways to learn from it: you either stop doing it, or you're eliminated from even giving a chance. All right. So more with the coach Kalani Satake coming up here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Final score tonight, Utah 30 and BYU 12 in a weather-delayed game. And uh, we're now 1.20 in the morning on this Friday morning after uh, an interesting night and a non, uh, kind of a surreal night in a lot of ways. Utah ends up with a ninth straight win in this particular series. Kalani Satake with some closing comments for us now. And uh, Riley made the allusion to... Um, uh, maybe last year being kind of a quick strike attack by Utah in the second half, and this year being more of a slow boa constrictor squeezing of BYU in the second half. But either way, the second halves of the last two games against these guys have been a rough go for you, haven't they? Yeah, and, and I, I look at the um, the time of possession. 23-7 uh, to 7 tonight in the second half. Couldn't get off the field, you know, and um, whether it was mistakes and penalties and things like that. But um, I, I mentioned before, you have to give Utah a lot of credit. They know what they're – what their bread and butter is on the offense, and that's Zach Moss, and they're going to give him the ball and put him put him behind a a physical O line, big O line that's heavy and, and can move move the line of scrimmage a little bit, and um, and then the receivers blocked well downfield, you know. So um, it, it was a it was a methodical way of of squeezing it, like you said, like a bow constrictor, and they and they were able to just do what they wanted to do at the end of the game. That that last drive was indicative of. Uh, them being on the field so much, and it wasn't just that last drive; it was the entire second half. And then our inability to keep um, the the ball moving and, and, and inability to score points and have turnovers—it was just a—it was almost all just bad things that happened at the worst possible time. And we didn't respond from all the adversity well enough. And uh, you know, we we be, we have to be able to answer back and and find a way to perform better. Our fans deserve way better than this, and so uh, I'm looking forward to getting to getting to work and getting ready for the Tennessee game. You've only been involved in a few of them, and the streak is longer than your involvement here. How much does the streak become a real thing that begins to weigh down on the people within the program uh, as it goes year by year? Well, I think it's really difficult for the fans the most. You know, they have to. Um, you know, that they go through that whole thing. I think the Utah fans were chanting that, right? And, and uh, the players are only here. To, they can only play four times in this in this series. And so, um, you know, there, there are guys that, that have gone through their careers that haven't beaten them. And um, and that, that's that's unfortunate, you know. So 
I don't I don't I don't know if that really matters now um, until next year when we get to play him again. But um, we really have to just take over and, and, and find ways to take it out on, on Tennessee. As 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 crazy as it sounds, you got to get over this game. And um, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the fans. I think this is a really harsh one. To, to yeah, there's a lot of excitement, and the energy was there. The fans came ready to cheer, and and we didn't do our part. And so, uh, apologize for that. We'll keep working and get better, and and get another shot at them next year. You know, but for now, we really we really have to have to um, get things going for the next next game. And that and can't really dwell on this too long. Last couple things, and we'll let you run. And, and one of them is this. This is new for you because you were 3-0 and in, in, in season openers. This is your first loss in a season opening game. You've never been 0-1 with BYU, so that's new. This isn't an every-year occurrence. And the second thing is, last year, uh, your home opening game was a loss to Cal, and you had to go into a really tough place the next week, a place that probably not a lot of people thought you would pick up a result. You went into Madison, and you beat the number six team in the country. Now you've got to cross the country again, take on Tennessee, similar situation. And you saw how your guys responded last year. Yeah, and a lot of the guys that played tonight um, played in that game last year. And the locker room was, you know, we walked in and the players took over. And then I was really pleased to hear, uh, you know, Tree Hodge take over and, and get the team rallied around it. And um, really called for the guys to get to get this game, learn as much as we can from this and let it sting and hurt. Um, but we owe it to our fans and owe it to ourselves to, to really get going on the next one. And uh, as much as this sucks, you know, we, we've got to find a way to learn from it and be better. And like you said, we, this team has answered it to adversity before, so now's the, now's the time. Unfortunately, we didn't want to do it this way, but... Um, we're in this situation now, and I have a lot of confidence in our staff. I have a lot of confidence in our players. Um, we just need to make the necessary adjustments and move on. All right. Well, good luck in the bounce back, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate right. you guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Kalani. All right. That is head coach Kalani Sitake. We'll come back here from Kyle Whittingham and bring you Cougar Nation now next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ben Rose is